On today's Smart 7, the NATO summit kicks off in Vilnius, the BBC mystery presenter remains unmasked and lots more. It's Wednesday the 12th of July, it's Malala Day and happy birthday Tamsin Greg. The Smart 7, it's news but not the news. The leaders of 31 countries of NATO gathered in the Lithuanian capital Vilnius on Tuesday for the start of a two-day summit. Tensions were considerably eased by the last-minute deal between Turkey and Sweden that'll see Sweden become the 32nd member in a relatively short period of time. The issue of who could lead NATO has also been bubbling away in the background and current Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg has now agreed to stay on for another year. The former Prime Minister of Norway has been a safe pair of hands during a turbulent time for the alliance and US President Biden's backing Jens all the way. Your leadership really matters. I still think that, uh, that President Putin thinks the way he succeeds is to break NATO. Not going to do that, especially with you, Mr. US Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was busy shaking hands and doing hilarious cricket banter with Australian PM Anthony Albanese. Bertie says NATO and the UK's role in it is important. I think the UK should be incredibly proud of the leading role that we play, not just in NATO, but across the world in protecting security. The threats that we face are sadly increasing, and it's right that we invest to protect ourselves against that, but crucially strengthening our alliances with other countries around the world. The official communique for the summit disappointed Ukrainian President Zelensky, who arrived on Tuesday evening. He felt it was disrespectful that no clear timeline for Ukraine's membership emerged. There will, however, be more aid and weapons from NATO allies, and Bulgarian Prime Minister Nikolai Denkov was even supportive of the controversial cluster munitions deal. Politically, it's a sensitive issue because many of the countries have signed this treaty. Well, you know, the United States and Russia has not signed it, have not signed it. So if they use them, it is a normal, normal expectation that the other side could also use them. There was mixed economic news on Tuesday. Good news for workers as wages excluding bonuses rose by 7.3% versus the same period last year. But that's probably bad news for the Bank of England as it's considerably above its 2% inflation target and that may well mean more interest rate rises are on the way. With Rishi on the record as planning to halve inflation, the pressure's certainly on. But Chancellor Jeremy Hunt is staying calm and warned against those peddling what he called a declinist narrative. As we emerge from our current challenges... The Prime Minister and I have big ambitions for the British economy. We want to be the world's next Silicon Valley and a science superpower. Governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, says that inflation is not just a UK problem, that many European countries are facing the same battle. He's confident the external shocks like the pandemic and Russia's war in the Ukraine will ease and inflation can be reeled in. Currently at 8.7% in the latest data, consumer price inflation is unacceptably high and it is our job and we will do it to bring it down to the 2% target. Rishi Sunak's illegal immigration bill, the so-called Stop the Boats legislation, has been taking a battering in the House of Lords and Commons. The PM says it's essential to stop trafficking gangs, but senior Tory MPs weighed in on Tuesday evening, criticising the bill and forcing changes on elements like time limits for the detention of pregnant women and children. Work and Pension Secretary Mel Stride says the bill's critical for breaking up trafficking gangs and stopping the criminals. What we've got to do is use a number of measures, basically all aimed at breaking the model. Uh, those 
uh, trafficking gangs who are taking often quite substantial amounts of money uh, from people that are coming over and going across the short Dover Straits. Former PM Theresa May sounded unconvinced and feels the bill goes too far and may well have unintended consequences for those facing modern slavery. This bill ties the hands of the police and it undoes the good work of the Modern Slavery Act. It will consign more people to slavery. Thursday saw the BBC release its annual report, including the salary list for its highest paid stars. The top earner remains tweeter-in-chief Gary Lineker. There was, however, much more interest in the identity of the BBC presenter, who's become embroiled in a sex pick scandal. Following Monday's rebuttal of The Sun's claims by the now 20-year-old at the centre of the story, there was a twist as another young person came forward with the story of threats and bullying behaviour from the same presenter. The Met Police have now asked the BBC to stop its internal investigation while they assess the matter, and BBC Director-General Tim Davies says for the moment his hands are tied. It is absolutely not the right thing to be doing to speculate. We now need to let the police do their work in terms of seeing the evidence and making their call with regard to further activity. That's what we need to do. Still to come on the Smart 7, a big win for Ukraine's Harry Styles fan and Timothy Chalamet gets one key right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome back. Wimbledon is hurtling towards its finale as the semi-final places filled up quickly on Tuesday. In the men's, eight-time champion Novak Djokovic looks almost unbeatable as he won in four sets over Andrei Rublev to head to his 12th semi-final. On the women's side, there was a huge upset as world number one Iga Swiatek lost in three sets to wildcard entry Elena Svitolina. The Ukrainian player is hugely popular and went viral after she gave up her Harry Styles tickets to play in an earlier round, and she was keeping the crowd amused after her shock quarterfinal win too. What do you do in the next day and a half to prepare for a Wimbledon semi-final? Well, first of all, I'm going to have a beer, probably. <laughs> Neil Gaiman's Good Omens is back for a second season on July the 28th. If you've not seen it yet, it's on Amazon Prime and it teams up Michael Sheen as an angel and David Tennant as a devil who live out their lives on Earth as representatives respectively of heaven and hell. The demonic slash angelic duo popped up on the one show and Michael says it could have been quite different. Neil Gaiman wrote uh, the book. Yeah. We sort of both kind of, for some reason, assumed that I would play this one character. Oh. And then as, the, as he started writing the scripts, I was like... That's not the character. I'm not going to play that. It all came out, yeah. and then eventually it made way for the tenant and like to emerge. <laughs> One. It's been about, ooh, 20 minutes since we had a major reboot of a classic movie, right? Yep, well, good news. The brand-new version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is on its way just in time for Christmas. Timothy Chalamet follows in the footsteps of Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp as the iconic chocolate maker in this new version, which is a prequel tracing the delicious brown origins of the fabulous factory. It's called Wonka, and watch out for Hugh Grant as an umpa-lumpa. No, really. 
Ladies and gentlemen of the Gallery Gourmet, my name is Willy Wonka. He's good. Too good. You could change her life, Mr. Wonka. Every good thing in this world started with a dream. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world.